0: Boom, 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 What did I choose to start with? How about oh, this one? Oh, yeah, something good for you, yeah, is not it? A bit too long mm-hmm. an intro. I, I should have fast forward it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, there we go. I just uh switch this down. Alright, so, uh, welcome. I'm going to do the uh, little intro here, which I don't normally do, um, but I normally do this um, post-show. But here we go. Hello and welcome. This is Big Ben, and he's checking his phone to make sure it's definitely working. Oh, it is. Look at that. Uh, This, uh, to keep my costs down, only the uh, most recent episodes are available on iTunes and Podomatic. So for all the episodes, go to www.TheBigBenShow, and as usual... Any names and links and websites that we mentioned in this podcast will be listed in this episode's description. So just scroll down. And there we have Nick Milnes. Yay! Yay! There oh, we go, Nick. Alright, so I've got an hour, have I? Yeah. Brilliant. Briefly,
1: what is it that you do? Uh, briefly, what I do is I write mm. and perform comedy. And I put a bit of an emphasis on the word right, because to, I'm at the stage now, if one dare uh, invoke stages in a, in a process a progress. No, go for it, I like
0: pretentiousness. Well,
1: I mean, it's actually just uh, r- reality, yeah. Uh, I have got to the stage now where I feel that I uh, am starting to find a sort of voice okay. of sorts. And, um, whereas I used to, when I wrote jokes, because that's, in answer to your question, what I mean by write, um, Mm. when I wrote jokes, I would be, uh, actually, you know, um, with my notebook every minute of the day, any slightly Mm. funny thing, any sign or, you know, thought that occurred to me. But now, I'm getting a bit more selective in what I write down, and I find that I'm also being able to combine ideas um, which uh, and at the same time I've, s- I've slowed down the number of uh, times I appear on stage or the rate at which I appear on stage.
0: He's talking about stand-up comedy. So
1: um, yeah, so write jokes and uh, perform them
0: less. Right,
1: these days. Okay.
0: And um, does the writing lead on to anything in particular? Is it published online or no? No, it, no, it, it makes
1: it into my hard drive, and then at some future point, it makes it into a gig. Um, But what's changed for me the last few months is that I've been less sort of religiously... I wouldn't say I feel like I've necessarily cracked the performing aspect, because I I haven't. But I think as far as the writing of the material works, um, and then uh, I'm I'm refining that process. Not to say... I. I shouldn't yeah. be working on my performance skills, but I, I got to the stage where I felt that signing myself yeah. up to the, com- the, 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 the one comedy club in town that has regular uh, showcase nights yeah. um, was no longer necessarily uh, the, the uh, priority that, right. that um, I, I wanted to spend more time writing. So,
0: Do you have a technique for, for writing then? You uh, mentioned that you don't jot down absolutely everything. Are you, do you, are you more focused?
1: Uh, selective, I would selective. argue. Um, but yes, in terms of technique, the oldest question in the book. And how do you come up with all your crazy yeah, exactly. ideas?
0: Um, what, what, what is the Nick Milnes, um
1: I borrowed that from Richard Herring, yeah. by the way. His excellent podcast, uh, where he uh, asked that question yes. of uh, Steve Coogan <laughs> or vice versa. Um, but um, it was uh, it was particularly well well put. But um, my crazy ideas um, these days are. A bit more personal and a bit more sort of personal reminiscence. Yes, that sounds terrible, doesn't it? It sounds like I'm already in a okay. rocking chair. That's,
0: that's your subject. The personal matter. experience. Yeah. But how, how do you? How do, you have, how do I craft? Have, have you got? Have you got? Have you got a, you got a way of doing things?
1: Um, I think that a funny idea, and I'm giving. I'm going to give you a, a specific yes, most please, recent. Specifics,
0: good. I love specific.
1: M- most recent example. Um, well. Um, I was, uh, I, a joke I told a long time ago about, which is actually a true story, um, about when I called up my sister-in-law yeah. and, uh, she had just had my brother's child, we assume it's my brother's, looks, <laughs> look, looks like him, I hadn't seen it at that point, so the jury was out. Two eyes, two
0: arms, two legs, yep. looks like him.
1: Yep, but, um, it, it, uh, it uh, the child, uh, I was told when I called my sister-in-law and, uh... And was like, oh, how's everything? And, you know, I knew she'd had the baby, obviously. And she said, oh, it's okay, but I think Saskia's inherited my X-Men. And I said, you're what? And she said, I think Saskia's inherited my X-Men. And I said, you think Saskia's inherited your X-Men? And she said, no, I meant my X-Men. I went, oh, thank God for that. I thought you meant your accent. (laughs) Um, And then... Where I've just moved... So that's, that's a yeah. that's pre, uh, pre-existing uh, story, really, that needed very little... Um, I mean, it's a bit down on Essex people. Um, I perhaps didn't explain at the beginning that she's okay. from Essex. So I hope that's, that's, that's clear, was clear in the accent, wasn't it? It was not e- funny. In the exit, it wasn't it? funny. But, um, but, so that was pre-existing, and I think once you get a certain critical mass, it's like a fusion reaction. Once you, once you get a certain critical mass... No, it's not. It's like the crystallisation of potassium permanganate at school. Oh, um, you know, other bits begin to adhere to them. Yeah. So then the other day I was going into the Seven Eleven, and a woman um, uh, who I know vaguely uh, from the expat community w- where I live um, sort of didn't recognise me. She's always a bit blotto outside one of the alfresco pubs that are around there. <laughs> and, um, and she didn't recognise me. I was, to be fair, just dressed in a pair of beach shorts. Um, but she kind of calls over to... Uh, uh,
0: You're dressed very stylishly in black today.
1: Thank you very much, yeah. Ben, yeah. Um, but, uh, but whereas Ben, on the other hand, is doing nothing pre-tools. at all! No! Got on. <laughs> yeah, they're on his head, though, for some reason. Oh. Um, but, uh, he's, uh, wearing a. I'll we'll only... put
0: that on YouTube later, yeah, the video.
1: <laughs> but, um, so, she, she, she sort of, you know, sneers somewhat disparagingly, uh, towards her friend at me, um, sort of unaware of the fact that we're acquainted. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and it just, uh, I don't know, uh,. So I wanted to write a joke about that, because I went to quite a posh school, I have quite a posh accent, and... Um, and That's uh, why I played
0: you Jerusalem, the, yeah. the unofficial British a- anthem, really.
1: It is, although as my friend Andy uh, said, because um, <laughs> there was a debate about whether it would, should be the official English national anthem, and did those feet in ancient time walk upon England's mountains green... I think he was quoting from a comedian, and the source is lost, I'm afraid, but, he's, yeah. but he said, I don't think you can have a national anthem, to which the answer is, um, no, no, probably not. <laughs> 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 um, but, um, yeah, so back to this pub, um, sorry if it's turning into a bit of a laborious story, but, um,
0: it's OK, what we'll do, we'll just spend one second on each of the other 55 questions <laughs> and just construct on the very first question. OK,
1: but the actual question... Well, look, I've actually got it in my bag, so if you let me... Because wow. the other reason that I'm hedging is... I I've only just written it, I can't quite remember.
0: All right. Um, well, this is it, Hot of the Press, insights into Nick Milne's writing technique.
1: But is it, though? Because it's it? actually just... Oh, right, yeah, 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 all right, so here we go. Um, so t- so, I, so I'd already had the story about my sister-in-law. So the sister, story about my sister-in-law, and then... Um, Oh, and then oh that's right so I wrote a whole thing about this woman at the at the bar alfresco bar being from Essex yeah. and then I realised well just dovetail it into my sister in law it just becomes my sister in law yeah. so then I go on to say. Um, she, she takes the piss out of me. So remember, I talked about a phone call. So she takes that piss, piss out of me. Like, if she calls me, she'll say, Eh, hell, air, Which I must admit, 25 years after I left my exclusive British boarding school, still great. Because it's the exact same talk we'd get from the population of the town our school was in. To which we'd reply, Cortina! <laughs> the, the kind of car abuse was typically being hurled from. I don't do that to her. It wouldn't make sense. She drives a Range Rover another stereotypical uh, Essex now that everyone in Essex is doing a bit better it's all Range Rovers not the Cortinas Um, uh, plus I've pissed away every privilege that school ever gave me whilst remaining whilst retaining the accent that marks me out as a class enemy I suffer from post-traumatic class disorder so you know it wouldn't have necessarily made your audience at home dear listener Chuckle, but um, in terms of how it shows uh, crystallisation, p- potassium permanganate like.
0: So you have your basic idea, and, and you just yeah, stick to it. And yeah, you can, oh well, put that in there, and it can build.
1: Yeah, a
0: crew. A crew—that's a good word. Yeah. Wow. Okay, uh, this is quite. I think this is quite quite crucial now because um, you mentioned uh, a little bit about where you went to school and where you're from. Yeah. So listen, let's, let's go for this one brief. Let's go for a brief answer. Okay. Let me, let me see if I can <laughs> guess. Your family is. is British, but lived in Hong Kong. Is that right? Correct. And you um, basically um, you you were born in Britain, but basically your very very early days were in, in Hong Kong. Your British family in Hong Kong, your parents, uh, and then you went to a boarding school in England. Correct. And that's it. it. And now you and then uh, once you finished boarding school, went to university. Well should you tell me what I'm going to do next, Ben. And then you then you came to Hong Kong. So you are basically British born in Hong Kong, which is the simplest way of saying it. You're uh, educated at a boarding school in England. British educated,
1: um, yes, but then again, you know, all the racial the boundaries and divisions and national, national if we have time, have If we have time, we'll go into this... You did say of, briefly. Yeah, you did say briefly. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right, briefly, yes.
0: OK. All right. Um, how did you get started as a comedian? Uh, it was
1: 1999... And I was teaching at a high school in London, and I saw an advert in a paper saying, um, I may have said, so you think you're funny, or something along those lines, yeah. or it may have just said stand-up comedy course, but either way, I thought I'll have a bit of that, or, or and or yes. Yeah. Um, and so I uh, signed up. It was a ten-week course, and at the end of which we did ten minutes. I, I was actually, because I was trying to search for the guy's name online. I remember, I and mean, I did remember his name, it's Michael Knighton. But um, this was 98 when internet was not yet, uh, you know, such a regular facet of yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. So it never occurred to me to Google him until uh, a year or so ago. And then I did and didn't really find much on him. But apparently uh, there's a, a football manager of the similar name.
0: Michael Knighton. Yeah. Well, I'll put his name in the description.
1: N-I-G-H-T-O-N. There's, uh, there is a football manager of the same name, not to be confused with. Um, but um, they, uh, yeah, so that was a good intro and then, and then uh, didn't really did a few gigs around London open mics you know only strictly yeah. um, but um. then came to Hong Kong and came back to Hong Kong I should say and uh, yeah in 20 20- oh, 2006 7 around there Jamie Gong opened the Take Out Comedy Club yeah, that's right and again an advert in a newspaper saying
0: Jamie Gong Take Out Comedy will also be on the description
1: yeah So I, that was it. So I then, uh, then I went along and did my open mic, my first open mic. And at the end of the open mic, like something out of a movie, Jamie sort of came up and whispered in my ear, "You never told me that you did it before." And Uh, uh, it's my best Jamie impression. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) rubbish. (laughs) Go on then, let's hear your Jamie. Oh, I can't
0: do any impressions. I'm terrible. Okay, you can do a (laughs) small purple dinosaur. I can. I can do Dennis the dinosaur. Also available on on YouTube. If you Google him. Okay. So that's the turning point, I guess, meeting Jamie.
1: Meeting Jameson Gong, yeah. Yes,
0: okay. This is one I'd love to hear from everybody I talk to in Hong Kong. Describe the market for sound of comedy, stroke, entertainers here. A shortish answer, please. Do you ever think it will become a viable full-time career in Asia?
1: Uh, I think it will. Um, I think it is for... um Uh, Some One or two people. One or two people, yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: But, um... I mean, you know... And then there's about 500 open micers.
1: Concerns about, um... You know, global warming uh, aside, which we shouldn't put them aside, but, I mean, people are travelling ever further. Yeah, we might
0: not be stand-up comedians. We might be underwater comedians. Underwater comedians, very good.
1: Well, you know, we'd have to stand up just so our head was above (laughs) the water. But, um... Yeah, I think, I mean, along with the homegrown, uh, you know, pe- people like your, you and myself who have uh, have been getting you know shows around the the, the, the territory and around the region, even um, ob- there have been more headliners coming in from from overseas, um, you know, pro comics from from yes. the US. Um, and not always, you know, it has to be said, not always at the very sort of maximum, you know, exposure. Very, You know, people very much on the up who look upon, you know, little, I mean, work is work, coming to Asia, yeah. you know, get big venues. But, I mean, they are, you know, they, they are, I Talk would say, venues, working for, uh, you know, full time, which is something which many of us are not. So, 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 in answer to your question, there is a possibility that as that becomes easier with people disregarding co- their carbon footprint more and more uh, visiting comedians will, will take up that what is clearly an audience demand for more English language stand up com- comedy but I think if local homegrown people and by that I do include myself despite being of somewhat questionable um, <laughs> heritage uh, in terms of claim, claiming to be an Asian but um, yeah I think as long as uh, people like you and me and, yeah, and, 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 and genuine you know whatever term you want to put it but you know indigenous people, uh, comics as well, want to um, keep working and writing and improving with their English stand-up, yeah, I I think that there isn't any uh, barrier to people making a living here.
0: Yeah, I guess guess one of the technical problems is, if you were just staying in Hong Kong, you'd probably get the same audience if you were a professional comedian, so you'd have to have a lot of new material, or else you'd have to travel around the region to, to actually make a, a full-time living, I'd imagine. Although maybe you'd guess, there's lots and lots of, like, with Eric there's quite a few corporate events for the annual dinners and dances yeah. And you can make a living sort of under the radar as a professional Yeah, comedian, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just doing the corporate stuff and the mark the, the uh, marketing, what are we talking about? Just the, the corporate stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah? Yeah. So talking about the different venues, what kind of venues are there in Hong Kong for doing comedy? Well we've
1: already mentioned the Takeout Comedy, um, that's a nice room, maximum capacity probably about 120, 130 when it's really rammed, yeah. um, that's a nice club uh, on Elgin Street, and um, there's also there's a couple of open mics across, ta- well Jamie himself, the owner of Takeout has a, an open mic on a Tuesday yeah. in that club, um, there's also one on a Monday night in Bar 109, yeah. which has to be the smallest comedy venue in Hong Kong. Um, also, one where you can smoke—it's a, a shisha bar. So sometimes we have. Uh, yeah, you think you're indoors,
0: smokers. then you
1: look up, and it's not quite indoors. Not quite indoors. I think it's <laughs> it's indoors enough uh, to um, keep the rain off, but not sufficiently indoors to stop you from smoking. Yeah. Um, which is you know convenient. Yeah. shall we just say? <laughs> it.
0: Um,
1: but um, when, yeah, uh, sometimes you and go out And the Wednesday's
0: there. one. Uh, Brewery has Wednesday at the, brew, the brew house. one. Okay. Yeah. So there's those. And,
1: uh, I mean, there's the Punchline Comedy Club, which uh, occasionally, um, in both of his venues, which he uses uh, peripatetically, uh, Mr. John Moorhead mm-hmm. has allowed uh, some local uh, folks, and by that I mean the likes of me and you, to open on those stages. Uh, that's at, true, uh, yeah. At Tamarind and um, at the, uh, what's mm. it called, Grappa's Cellar in yes, Jardine House. right. So, I mean, technically those... Encounters, comedy venues.
0: Yeah. What about, any, have you ever had any corporate stuff
1: or any... Um, I've done a couple of corporate stuff. Uh, Stuff's. I've done a couple. I've been here too long. Mm. I've done a couple of corporate gigs. Um, but, you know, it doesn't really matter where they are because, you know, they're, they're, oh, they're is, a different yeah. nature of the beast. One thing this I must
0: this, is, this is great for a podcast. Nick is holding her a poster, which no one who's listening will be able to see. But it's a very nice poster. And, and it's very significant. So uh, exactly just to prove yeah. that it really is there. You can hear it. Um, This is, because just on the subject of
1: um, other venues, uh, Le Meridian Cyberport, the hotel there, um, has uh, a room called the Sunset Lounge, which has these wonderful blinds, uh, which do deploy downwards, uh, Mm -hmm. blocking out the wonderful sunset, which is useful in the summer months when shows start. Um, you know, and it's still light outside. Not so useful w- when one of the warm-up comics, notably myself, leans against <laughs> the, the button that operates the blinds, and suddenly, during the headliner's set, <laughs> oh the no. blinds start descending downwards oh no. um, with a. <laughs> But um, anyway, uh, there is a show this Friday now. Uh, I don't know when you're listening to no, this. No, plug, plug it, Friday, November the 6th at Friday, the, no, uh, Friday November Port. the 6th. Josie Long, who incidentally saw the very same advertisement as I did um, in the Beckenham Post, or wow. whatever it was called, uh, back in 98. Actually, she saw it in 97, because she was the, uh, the previous year's yeah. uh, alumnus. Um, but she would drop into our comedy class um, and sort of show off her new bits, Um, And she has gone on to do very well, and she's coming to Hong Kong, and she's headlining, and I'm opening for her, uh, along with Mr. Jason Strickland.
0: Oh, Um, Jason has also been interviewed by me. Excellent.
1: okay, at the Meridian Cyberport. Will we be be, uh, interviewed by you after this gig? I could do, but I? Oh, right. Well, you have already, or not? No, no I've
0: interviewed... I've oh, interviewed, you have I've past inter- tense. I'm sorry. I've interviewed Jason.
1: My day job's an English teacher. That's why I'm very hot on that. No, I, I mumble too much. Um, but um, that is... Anyway, tickets are available from comedy.hk forward slash Josie Long. Um, it's at 9 o'clock on Brilliant. the 6th of November, this Friday.
0: How would you deal... How are you going to deal with hosting an event like that? How would you deal... Um,
1: well, it's... You don't want... I mean, you know, I, I actually... Not because um, uh, not for any s- intended slight, but I haven't uh looked up uh josie's act. I obviously remember from way back when when she was doing material about cocoa pops, and I have seen a few clips and bits and bobs after the uh, um after that um, mm. but more recent bits. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just sort of didn't want to... Well, for one thing, I'm so hellishly busy. I didn't have time to sit down and watch half an yeah, hour. Yeah,
0: he's really busy. I've only got... I've only got... Um, what have I got? I've got 14 minutes left. Oh, but oh, B, man. Can you shut up, please, Ben? Sorry, sorry. I'm so sorry busy. I'm, yeah, I know right. you did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Mills. But B, um,
1: <laughs> B But B, it also sort of seems a bit like... Um, almost invasive, given that I know that she's coming to then you know, like, watch her set, and therefore, you know, I mean, okay, yes, I suppose you're guarding against an overlap of material, but honestly, I mean, any coincidental overlap of material, it's clearly going to be an entirely different approach. So I don't think I'm professionally obliged to watch her stuff. Um, But in terms of, uh, you know, my job as I see it... um, Maybe other people tell me that bloody well is part of your job. Learner style, know what a you know patter is, um, and and make sure you do your best to support that. Sorry. Josie, I'm too busy to do that. So you're preparing
0: but... by not preparing? Is that is that? No, oh, uh... um, I'm just, I'm, just
1: I'm, I'm answering your question by telling you what I'm not doing. Ah, very clever. What I'm not doing is is mugging up on her work. Yeah. Um, what I am doing is what I what I always do, which it, 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 well, in contrast to her, work, maybe is another way to do this to ensure that there's no treading on toes. Um, I'm, I'm doing Hong Kong material because it'll be a Hong Kong audience yeah. admittedly British expat but they'll, they'll be living here that is, doesn't mean others aren't welcome but that's the you know she's been on the BBC she's on those panel shows um, anyone who hasn't really seen much of the BBC although she has also been on Comedy Central might not you know feel so inclined to come although who says comedy should have borders but um, so, my point is that I will be doing mainly Hong Kong yeah, stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. But that I've written, being British and growing up on a British comedy diet, you know, that will appeal in a, to, to, you know, it's sort of presented in a, a British style of comedy, if you can say yeah. there is such a thing, about local stuff. As the of course, com- which is helped by the fact that uh, Hong Kong was a British colony, so there's all kinds of concerns that Britons have about loss of prestige, and loss mm. of power, and, 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 and also possible guilt for former transgressions, um, and also the covering up and <laughs> papering over those <laughs> transgressions, <laughs> which is all the very, you know, good material for comedy, so so that'll be my job, will be to sort of um, lay a bit of a British platform um, joke about Hong Kong, which I think... we you get in a, lot a lot of live... British,
0: British expats in the, uh, the audience, is it British...
1: Um, okay. Yeah, like I say, I, I, you know, I left some flyers um, around the British Council where I work, and just overheard people picking them up, going, "Oh God, we've got to go to this." So, um, excellent. Yeah, so, uh, so I think uh, she's a known quantity in in Britain, yeah. so we might have a slightly higher proportion of British people.
0: As a host, do you do any of these sort of the uh, get yourself cheering sort of kind of uh, ways? I don't. <laughs> I like that.
1: I think that's kind of appropriate if you're in a club there's a bit of a rowdy crowd they're not really there for comedy Um, I mean by club I mean um, you know if you're going up between a couple of music acts or you know uh, like or or indeed club comedy but you know there's an unruliness to uh, a kind of club atmosphere be it a comedy club or be it a different kind of So your approach would be to go on and just
0: I think, I think they're pride they've come
1: to see yeah. her they know we're on the poster you know Jason yeah. and I um, uh, it's uh, you know they, they're there for the comedy so the, the, you know I'd rather get the, that noise and that reaction and that focus and that attention Excellent.
0: through the jokes yeah. that I tell right that, that was the shortest answer huh. that's the short answer uh, okay, so now, now I've got big answer, please. Okay. This is something I'm very interested in talking about. Well, just to prove how contrary I am, I'm going to answer this in a you very short it fashion. Really
1: short.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about hiring a venue and putting on your own one-man show. Can you describe the night, the events leading up to it, preparing the material, any problems, any technical side to it, ticketing, marketing, financial, did you need a director... Is it repeatable? Was there anything unexpected that happened, putting on your own one-man show? Because Nick hired a venue and put on his own one-man uh, about an hour long. Well, you say, hide his own venue, that
1: makes it sound a bit like Vanity Publishing. Um, it was, uh, it was um, uh, commissioned by the Arts Development Council, yes. I'll have you know. Um, although, the truth is, uh, that is just a subsidy scheme to help people put on artistic shows, so uh, or shows of uh, performance okay, uh, I'll, material. Put that,
0: I'll put that link in the description. What was it called again? The s-
1: uh, it's called the Arts Development Council,
0: Okay.
1: Um, and uh, there is an ADC scheme, ADC yeah. uh, subsidy scheme, um, so basically, uh, if you can find the link, or I can send you the link, the link will be there, yeah. a link of sorts. Yeah. Um, you, Yeah, basically, it allows you to rent in this case, the Fringe Club Upstairs, um, for a considerably lower uh, fee. Normally, I have done shows there before. I mean, Good. Um, normally they take a 70%, uh, sorry, you get 70% of the door, yeah. um, which variously in previous shows with a sold-out room um, amounts to about maybe four or 5,000 yeah, Hong yeah. Kong dollars. But in this case of going to the ADC, you only pay two thousand. Um, which unfortunately is a flat fee, so if you don't then go and promote and you don't get an audience, uh, you're, ah. you're, you're, you're 20. How
0: do you promote it?
1: Um, posters around town, wallpapering over, you know, VJ night posters. Um, usually checking yeah. that the dates were passed, but um, if it looked like a terribly <laughs> terrible uh, okay, event... So I'd Post over them, that was internet. my artistic... thing on the internet uh, to advertise
0: it? Censorship... Did you use uh, the internet at all?
1: Me... Um, uh, yes, of course, Ben. Yes. What? It's 2015. Yeah?
0: Ok. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm fa- there's
1: a small thing called Facebook.
0: Facebook? I used, oh, yeah. I used Facebook. Yeah.
1: Um, obviously, with an event, invited all my friends. Um, they didn't all come, so some of them are no longer my friends. <laughs>
0: Sorry, <laughs> I, know, I never go to any. Um, okay, well, to be fair, so every, you don't like anyone. That's fine. I treated you the same. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs>
1: good. Um, and uh, yeah, flyers, handing out flyers <laughs> on a yeah. on a walkway.
0: And as I said, um, I saw your post. That's how I heard. Of, that's how I heard about it. Right. Yeah. Because I because I'm crap at looking at Facebook.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh. I
0: have 2,000 unread messages, I think on Oh yeah,
1: I've got some horrendous number of messages
0: But I, I saw your poster Oh yeah, sorry, drinking coming up You Lost saw my poster. poster I saw your poster stuck on a, a wall in Hong Kong Thank and you That's how I knew about it Right, yeah, stuck there <laughs> by me Yeah, well done, good job How does the ticketing work? Is its it, is it organised by the venue, Fringe Club? Um, how do they buy yes, tickets? Yes, they go through
1: uh, t- uh, Hong Kong ticketing
0: there you go. Um, yeah. Um, the financial side, you made a, a profit.
1: Yeah, I mean uh, the yeah the money hasn't appeared yet, but I have every confidence that it will. Um, I've got all the ticket sales records. Mm. Yeah, I think I made I made a pretty penny. I mean, considering though, I was out there posting. I mean, I was out there posting. Yeah, I mean, basically, I feel like I've been reimbursed, and the whole point wasn't to make money, but I think I covered my costs. Excellent. So
0: putting on a one man show did you need a director well when I say
1: covered my costs I mean the fact is this is something that we're normally doing for free we? I know we're going to somebody else's club and we're, we're performing night after night after night as I was um, and uh, you know sure we get something out of it we get the stage time but at a certain point you know you want to take control and um, and also, you know and, and feel like you're being remunerated so you know if I, I didn't of course because it was me so what's the point but you know if I had a well sorry, Mr. Taxman, but if I had compiled uh you know budget of what I spent outgoing time spent you know marketing I designed the poster, you know all this stuff like basically, yeah. I was my own designer, leafeter, um, poster boy administrator director to yes. quickly dispense with one of your questions yeah. um you know uh paid a bit to my two did you need opening any acts ha- do
0: you need any help at all do you do uh, two stuff? opening
1: acts because I just thought you know on the night um, but preparation wise you prepared
0: it, prepared it all by yourself
1: well so yeah I mean I've had because it's all material that I've developed but, on stage
0: but the technical stuff like the lighting the, um, the
1: fringe provides that everything that's yeah it's included in the
0: in yeah. the two thousand dollars there'll be your guy who says oh yeah will put the lights in here for you
1: well we? no you just uh, spotlight here please microphone here yeah um, yeah can you go down at the you know Beginning of the interval, up again at the end, blah blah blah. Yeah.
0: Is it repeatable? What you did? Could you? Could yeah, you yeah. It? I
1: mean, yes. My idea was to go beyond and possibly, you know, take it to Singapore. A lot of the um, issues, even you know, just straight as they were around Hong Kong, might be of interest to people in Singapore. Yeah. Um, I've been to Singapore. I've got. Jokes that I've written about Singapore, I've performed in Singapore. They also work well here. So, I, as you know yourself, Ben, you've yeah. you spent uh, many years, probably decades in Singapore. <laughs> yes. So, a um, lot of the what a lot of the material is transferable. Obviously, there'd be some stuff I'd,
0: yeah. I'd
1: have to switch. So, there's the out.
0: possibility that you could do. I hadn't talked about that. There's a possibility now you've got a one man show. You you could do it in other places. You yeah. could be invited to festivals. It could be the whole. Yeah, you've got something there. Yeah, yeah shaking his hands, you can't see it congratulations um, was there anything unexpected that you learnt putting on your own one man show something that you, um, you yeah really...
1: uh, do tell the host um, not to Wrap the microphone <laughs> around the stand. <laughs> <laughs> I think he got wrapped. To whoever I don't know who it was, but it's basically like you know your <laughs> job. And this is good note for me being the host uh, this weekend. You know, um, y- your job is to make the headliners' uh, job. Yeah, it's yeah. it's
0: quite fiddly sometimes yes. trying to get the mic. And you look at it, and, and you, you get off stage, and you realise somehow in five seconds you've managed to tie a, a knot in the microphone cord and link yeah. it up around the stand and, yeah, and tie your shoelaces together everything all together at the yeah, same yeah. it's weird your it has
1: got a more clownish in it so that's probably part of your
0: stick that's right and then my trousers fall off yeah yeah. that's yeah, me talking about me no talking about you is your on stage and off stage persona similar the same
1: um, I think I've probably expressed every aspect of my on stage persona off Stage, I wouldn't say necessarily the reverse is true. Um, yeah, I mean, my persona is me. Yeah, that's yeah. sure,
0: that's for sure. How do you we've probably touched on this slightly? How do you rehearse and practice? Is it getting an idea and then more things sort of? Um, I, when I very or? first,
1: well, when I very first restarted, I mean, when I started, it was on by Virtue of the Comedy course, so. There was a built-in audience, and you just—I oh, was thinking about this, and then you get an op- you get an opportunity to sort of practice, yeah, you know, performing any... it to a friendly group. No,
0: you're not in a workshop.
1: Now, am not in a workshop. But so when I but when I started again in Hong Kong, I would, um, I would, uh, I got a water bottle and a broomstick and a <laughs> marker pen, and I, you know, timed everything. Like when does the mic go in? When does the mic come out? I um, can't remember what I used for the clip, but I did use something so that it actually slid in and out. So you physically um, built your own little I fi- physically setup. built my own little yeah, yeah mic. I mean, of course, yeah, the next purchase is probably a real mic in stand, so <laughs> we're
0: promote it, you know. That's a good idea, terms. because it is, like we said, it can be quite a fit sometimes. The microphone stand and getting the mic in and yeah. Yeah, stuff like that is important. Yeah. But I mean, obviously that's not the only
1: thing, but... Um, yeah, I have a couple of um, memento-type systems which allow me to... Um, mnemonic is the word I'm looking for, I think, um, to help me to remember, oh, yeah. you know...
0: I think you told me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I,
1: well, I draw a little... So this was from a book co- uh, called Use Your Memory by Tony Buzan. BBC Publishers, available nine dollars um, I'll
0: try and put that in the description if I can. It's probably gone up
1: by now. Anyway, but based, but, you know, design... I think I only read or only reread the first few chapters, but um, using one where you... Imagine a number... I think he originally said, um, because it was designed as a mental memory tool, Mm. Um, you know, for a number one, think of a number one made out of a block of ice, Uh, if your first joke is about the Titanic. Uh, Let's say your second joke is... Um, about um, uh, unicycles, yes. well, just because I see a unicycle tire uh, over there in your in your office bench. Let's um, say so it's about unicycles. Then you know you might um, draw uh, just a, a single wheeled bicycle, but with a bent um, stem in the shape of the two. Ah, um, yes, yes. And uh, and then you can. That's obviously for so these challenges. will help you ten. remember. Yeah, and an then inside. and then for eleven, you, you use the same number, but let's say now the jokes about uh, the, you know num- joke number eleven is about. Um, I don't know, giraffes um, then suddenly you put a pair of whatever those funny lumpy protrusions of bone I guess they're, they're horns on a giraffe's head yeah. um, you draw a couple of giraffe horns unfortunately they're very distinctive giraffe's horns, they couldn't be mistaken for any other animal's horns, so there you put them on and then you go, oh giraffe um, so, so you recycle the one to ten yeah, 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 um, that's a good idea so, so quite a lot, and because also I'm always like I said, I'm always writing and I don't pay enough, I don't spend enough time actually work, work, walk, uh, walking through my sets or rehearsing them um, so memorise them is the sort of bare minimum I can do and then hopefully they'll fall out in more or less the right order.
0: Yeah Do you, do you um, if you're doing a your seven minute set, do you have a, like a structure that you, you follow a, a kind of way of opening a middle bit and ending? Not
1: for seven minutes, I mean no. Okay. I mean I did vaguely Pick up from someone once, which I think came out of a comedy book, and I forget which one, but someone was talking like, oh, yeah, no, it's the old comedy advice, isn't it? You first establish yourself and then you establish the audience, or maybe it was vice versa. But yeah, I think obviously introductions at the beginning and sort of uh, making contact with the audience, those are important things, whether you're up for five minutes or, or an hour, you know. Mm. Um, but uh, so that's always in there. Uh, but I mean, I've
0: you know, got a number,
1: I mean, actually, I've only got, I've got a surprisingly small number of openers. Um, but yeah, jokes that so I can open
0: jokes that You consider as, as openers as Yeah, obviously.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. one which is a joke about my name. Yeah. There's one about um, as a little boy, I always dreamed of being an actor, but I grew up to teach actors English at the Hong Kong Academy of Performing Arts, which is a bit like if I'd always wanted to be a policeman, but wound up working as a security guard <laughs> at the police station. <laughs> so that's obviously an open yeah. joke because it's an introduction about what I do and about yeah. what I always wish to do as a yeah, child yeah. so it's a classic you know establishing myself joke um, so yeah in terms of what you open mm. with and then obviously you know as Jamie Gong the, pre- the take out uh, the patron of take out said uh, you know start strong end strong so you always want to sort of end on your you know either your best joke other people say I'll oh, start on your best joke and end on your second best joke or vice versa mm. you know um so yeah, and
0: do you have a, a number of closes, or do you have? A, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, and that. Well, I also. I think it was. Was it Lewis C K, um, was talking about building a routine and you know basically how you. Well, he used to put his strongest joke first to force himself to.
0: Um, top it by the time he got to the top it
1: by the I mean, I, yeah, I don't think he was. That's right. When, when,
0: when he was going to write a new, new, a new, a new set, you would take his. Maybe use closer and put it, put it right. at the start. And maybe right, it, I don't know. <laughs> right, I don't know. right, And I'm then like you have out. to build up. You have I'm to build. Up. No, no it was something along those something lines. Those... And
1: then you have to build. And then you have yeah. to build up to a to, to a climax from a you know. So ultimately, I mean, yes, I've got a, a number of closers, but every time I come up with a new closer, if it's better than the old closer, then the old closer becomes a, a filler.
0: Yeah, yeah. How do you see your future in Hong Kong, which is not particularly arts-based?
1: Yeah, well, um, hence maybe the slight sort of shift of focus recently to writing, um, because, uh, and also to hark back to your earlier question about whether it's possible to earn living uh, Mm. here in in Hong Kong, um, I think that I may uh, be moving to uh, other pastures. Ah, exclusives (laughs) on the podcast. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I may be, I may be. Yeah.
0: So you can take the skills you learn here and maybe go to another country and well, exactly. make a living using those skills in performing and, and for writing.
1: The, and for the last, um, you know, year or so, I mean, I've been chewing this decision over for, um, I've, Yeah, I've been letting it sort of grow, grow or fester, some might say, my plan to, <laughs> to leave Hong Kong, and for the last six uh, months at least, and... You know, it'll probably be another six months before I realistically start actually doing anything about it. But while that seems to be around as a as a possible um, course of action, I'm scaling right back on the uh, performances and actually, you know, trying to develop some material that might, la Louis C.K., um, you know, form the basis of, uh, of of the beginnings of an act that I might do, you know, in a in a in a Western
0: country. Yeah. Where there's
1: a more and established and more healthy Yeah, super- you've
0: you built up some, some, you've got some building blocks, you've got a one hour show that you've done and you presumably do again. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I could do all of it in... No, but you at, least, at least you've, least you've got... But there's a bit, you know, a I mean, that, that, would, to that me.
1: would go down, to, that could be, you know, that could be 20 minutes. If I cut out all the Hong Kong stuff... There's stuff about my dog. There's stuff about dating. Yeah. there's Um.
0: All yeah. very highly original topics. I'll have you know. As far as <laughs> stand-up comedy, I've even got stuff about airplane food. Oh, you have to, don't you? Stand- I think about stand-up comedy. You try to be original, but at the same time, you've got to pick on you've got to pick on topics that everybody really knows about. <laughs>
1: yes and no. I mean, no. you know, my yeah. class uh, background, I think, is something that it's not unique. I've, there's a comedian called Miles Jupp. Um, and I've only heard his act uh, by reportage from my auntie Uh, you know, obviously also posh um, since uh, she's my auntie but, um, you know, saying uh, his opener would be um, like, uh, you know good Good evening, my name is uh, Miles, I must say I am immensely privileged
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's it
1: So so the whole point about being you know, from... The, the background copy. that you are, yeah. you know, rather than Ben Elton who um everyone took the piss out of for his Mockney accent because yeah. right, he couldn't possibly be a stand up comedian unless he was was, w- you know sounded Cockney but he wasn't really, hence Mockney. Yeah. Um you know you, I do not I don't I don't feel that's yeah, like Ben you Elton need to be educated
0: company yeah.
1: say, Oh Ben Elton, yeah, what's yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bit like your voice, Jen Ben. <laughs> yeah.
0: ben. George. Come George. All right, the randoms. do 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 do, um, do you have any other skills? Guitar, music, um, dancing, ballet. Are you a ballerina? Um,
1: I'm quite good. I did costume design as a minor at my uni.
0: Brilliant.
1: And I don't mean as an underage person. I mean as a minor subject. Yeah. Uh, and um, so I... Just Halloween just gone. I was out there as a spaceman. Um, yeah, I'm quite handy with a needle and thread. Excellent.
0: Always that's a good skill to have. I mm-hmm. mean, my costume's always formed a bit. happy to hire you... I think I've, I've, I've well, I'm it. actually repairing a pair of his underpants as we speak. That's right. The underpants are on my head. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not. I am naked.
1: Well, the beach shorts under the underpants. Oh, that's right. Yes, or over.
0: Yeah. I'm glad that we got the um, didn't mess up the uh, the concept exactly. Earlier. Well, because
1: it's, it's
0: yeah. Um, do you ever get propositions after shows? Uh, only by you. Only by me. Ever <laughs> done any TV work or movie work? Sometimes you get a chance in Hong Kong. Um, I played a teacher in a movie that
1: was uh, directed by Herman Yao, yeah, uh, otherwise known as the director of Yip Man. Oh, um, as, as well as yeah. that movie. Yeah,
0: this is one of the strange things about Hong Kong. I've um, I've, I've appeared as an extra alongside Aaron Kwok. I, he comes mm. to a Christmas party in one of his movies and shakes hands with somebody, and that's me. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I've never seen it at the cinema, but I was there when they. Not no they didn't use that scene, but I was I was uh, part of it as an extra. Um, do you have a favourite bit that you do at the moment? Um, Not to give too much away. If people are going to see your show on Friday. Yeah, I have a favourite bit. It's
1: maybe reaching the end of its shelf life um,
0: because. It's Sad that. Yeah. I don't like that. Well, the way yeah. the bits, bits are so good and yet they do wear out.
1: Well, I knew that there was. I knew there were two ways. I. would there are three ways that I would stop um, that I would stop that I would have to stop doing this joke Um, one the first way was if Malaysian Airlines lost another airliner um, (laughs) because there's a certain symmetry to uh, to the joke Um, the second way would be if they found um, MH370 which They've found a bit of it, haven't they? So yeah. gradually the, the foundations of my joke are, are, are being eroded. Yeah. Um, and uh, ther- History is moving on. Thirdly, just history moving on, yeah. that people wouldn't be bothered anymore. Yeah. Um, so what actually probably, and again, I mean, you know, comedy is um, contentious uh, and I, I don't mean to make light of, of either of those accidents in which, which lots of people's loved ones were died here, but mm. I guess I do make light of it on stage um, and partly that's about challenging taboos, partly it is because yeah. fortunately, um, thank goodness, I wasn't personally affected. Um, and uh, and pl- But actually, it's a joke about my ineptitude at dating. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, that's my favourite What though. was <laughs> the question? That was
0: your favourite, there you go. Worst gig ever? Are there any rural disasters? Um, i think let you gig... end with the best gig, so they don't think you're a total failure.
1: Worst gig, well, I was telling you about the... Um, I was telling you about the uh, story about my sister-in-law before um, True Story and uh, I was trying to I was I did this gig in um, Vietnam and basically uh, so we did about four of these gigs we called them Ha Ha Hanoi Mm-hmm. Um, and it was all the result of a conversation I'd had with a Scots guy on a beach in Cambodia, who worked at this uh, venue where um, he said, "Yeah, let's put on some comedy." It's usually Brilliant. usually DJ yeah. events, so we went along. And um, but yeah, I just I don't know with the organisation and I don't know guests uh, under rehearsal I was underprepared and I was hosting and. That's just a bit of a disaster. Really, uh, you know, if you one act on the bill and you're n- not prepared, then that's fine. The host just brings up the next guy and you move on. But I was kind of the anchor, and I was yeah. trying to tell that joke about my sis in law, mm-hmm. and um, and then I, and I just I ended up um, calling Saskia, my daughter, which is ridiculous. <laughs> I misspoke, but you know. Everyone, including myself, was going. Huh? What's, he what's, about? You, what's he talking about now? Yeah. So yeah, the, uh, any ju- any situation where you never la- you can have a bad gig and people don't laugh, that's fine. But when you either you're so exhausted or or you know so ill prepared that. Um, was the, was the lighting you wrong start the losing. Wrong? Oh, well, that was all wrong. Yeah, was I wrong mean right? everything can set you I up. I mean, was, it it was
0: the audience wasn't in dark, darkness? If
1: if you, well, the audience. There were also too many people in the bar. They oh. were, they were standing. Not everyone was sitting. Right. You know, it was a perfect storm. Yeah. Um. But um. But I still think ultimately the blame uh, rests with me, um, for not so being on so top of it honest. enough.
0: So on Yeah. Well, so you can't right. get into blaming the audience really. Right okay now just to boost you up best gig ever best something really happy any particular happy moment best gig ever
1: well I mean uh, recent well my one man show I, I, I really had a great time excellent um, the Friday gig was I think the applause was slightly more rapturous than the Saturday gig uh, someone suggested because they got out of um, sorry I tell this story so often I'm obviously really bored of it <laughs> um <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um no I was
1: really ple- I was just pleased about, you know I got an out and well let's be honest Fantastic. after the um opening act it was more like f- 50 minutes but you know 50 minutes of of, of comedy That's and brilliant. good good solid laughs all the way through um except for some reason bizarrely a bit about um
0: I think you're amazingly Cap- Captain Do
1: Wales it. the <laughs> name of uh of the, the military rank of uh of Prince Harry, uh, Cap- Captain Wales sounding something uh, like some sort of minor superhero, the kind that you don't unless really call, you know, unless there's some really minor problem. Like, what's that? A bunch of drunk teenagers in a Vegas hotel room sending Captain Wales. Well, oh, oh, oh he's already there. Well, tell me he's not in his uniform. Oh, oh, he's not wearing anything. Good. So, except a pair of beach shorts on his head. So, um. <laughs> uh, Alluding of course to the photographs of Prince Harry um yeah. in nothing. Yes. But um uh yeah, that was the only joke that didn't really get a laugh out of uh, fi- no, I think fifty it's, minutes of comedy. Oh
0: Nick, yeah, you know, I think that's amazingly brave and I when, one day when I'm feeling really brave I will put on my own one man show.
1: I mean, it wasn't brave. You asked me about preparation for that act. Weren't you, you know, it... I was, every bit of that. I'd been feeding it out over the but previous year using mm. my free stage time in Hong Kong at the Tainan yeah, Comedy still... Club and at open mics
0: I to, think you're brave to to road
1: test that material.
0: Oh, you you know, the audience is gonna have loads of your friends, people who know you, going along to watch what you've been working on for many years, and you this is it. You know, you're not doing like seven minutes in a big lineup. It's just basically you are our show, and you did it, so congratulations, my Well, friends, thanks,
1: ben. Well, he's running out of hands to shake me with. God knows what he's going to shake next.
0: <laughs> Nick Milnes. <laughs> there we go. Would Is that you... it? Well, we've actually got 14 minutes left. All right. And would you like to discuss racism in Asia? As well, you know, yeah, two white men uh, <laughs> in, in, worst... in, in mid-levels.
1: Uh, who worst
0: possible people. Who better? I, I used to be, right? I grew up in London. Massive Pakistani, Indian, um, black kids of all race and colour. In my class, in my school, and uh, left-wing teachers, very liberal backgrounds. I was very aware of um, racism. Uh, you know, sometimes I'd, I'd be unconsciously racist as a little kid because you just don't know what you're saying. But yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was one of the good guys, I'd say, in his, historical terms. And then you, now I've been in Asia for 20 years and i I think I'm afraid to say my 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 awareness of when I'm being racist ha- has dropped right and you you say th- you say things and you become a fool. um so I'm a bit wary about talking about this, but let's go for it because we are two white guys well what, what is white I guys? mean
1: what's prompted I me, mean, this isn't just us Yes. let let's put
0: the, let's put
1: the this let's introduce this. Yeah, there was, um, what's all this about, Nick? Well, so there's been an article um, published through uh, Interchange. There's some missing vowels mm. in the uh, in in the web address. Yes,
0: that's um, right. This will
1: be on the like description. N- I've got it here somewhere. Yeah, uh, I'll N- put it. I'll put it in the It's description. on the description. Anyway, it spells Interchange, and it's uh, it's I think it's a Canadian website. So um, our friend and former Intersection Intersection, excuse me. So, our... It's still spelled funny, though. Yes. Where's the funny spelling? I can't
0: find it. Look, I'm wrestling bits of... Pe- I, look it, I looked it up earlier. All right,
1: fine. Well, you can see it on the website. Yeah. So, but, inter- yeah, intersection. So, right, because it's like S-X. There's an X in there. I, know, I
0: knew I wrote it down. N-T-R-S-C-T-N dot com. All right. And our friend Sean Haber. Intersection. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Go Sean on. Hebert,
1: who was a uh, regular on the Hong Kong comedy scene... Um, also had his own one-man show uh, under the auspices of the Hong Kong Comedy Festival. Um, He... uh, wrote an article. uh, He canvassed the opinions of lots of um, Hong Kong uh, and other Asian-based comedians. I got the email. And um, he asked for, you know, input about uh, race-based material in Hong Kong. And I think... Uh, the general uh, summation of his uh, of his article based on the input of others mm-hmm. of our colleagues for example Garen Chu um, it was that a um, lot of r- race-based comedy in Hong Kong because of an immature and Asia broadly because of a less mature um, as in long-standing comedy scene yeah. in English language comedy scene uh is rewarded, uh, and the, the more funny ac- accents, um, a la Russell Peters, mm. um, the better. And uh, it was focused around uh, a figure, um, uh, allegedly fictitious, uh, who goes by the name of Mark Stanlon, mm. um, who's a half Chinese, half Western, it's, doesn't specifically say where, mm. but I think we all have a good idea, Um Uh, Comedian Half and half Like as in mixed race Excuse me And um, Presented as A fictitious construct
0: You know what I forgot to do? Turn off the the landline My phone Diverts the landline Uh Ah Hi This is Ben here I'll call you back in a minute please Thank you very much There we go
1: Live Okay Live telephone conversation um and uh that could have been a big gig.
0: Probably. <laughs> I just been... lost ten thousand dollars. <laughs> that could have been
1: <laughs> Catherine Middleton and
0: Will and Will. Are you available for the for the you know the birthday party for their <laughs> Yeah kid for their
1: kid, whatever her name is. What is yeah, who name? Knows? they call her in the end. Who cares? I don't know. I've okay. got no idea. Alright. Anyway, uh yeah. So let's that, yeah, so that was the main contention was yeah. A. To, uh, some people have a li- seem to have a license to talk about race in a way that other people don 't um, I think that is po- uh, possibly true, but what, and what that license, the point of the article though was that that license thereby allows some of those people who are enfranchised i e allowed or perceived to be allowed to comment to be m- very broad and very uh, uh, crude. And um not crude in a scatological or, or pornographic sense, but crude in the sense of let's just use racist epithets, let's just imitate people's voices, um, you know let's just lampoon people's inability to learn, which what is let's be honest a second language for for a vast number of Asian residents, as in residents of asia so so and English, so in being in this case the language in question so so that's actually. Ma- point made by Gary Chew lazy yeah. that's not necessarily yeah. racist or the problem with that comedy isn't that it's racist it may or may not be but that's just incidental it's just, it's just lazy you know
0: yeah um, I, 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 I agree it's a bit like this, 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 this kind of if you did, like, if you did the, the broadly based humour based on race or based on accents and stereotypes in the UK it would just seem so dated yeah, but here because the scene is so new and because we don't have an older generation of wiser, more experienced beings to look up to, yeah, th- this kind of material is kind of brand new here.
1: Yeah,
0: and um, when you hear it for the first time, you know it does strike a chord mm. because there's so many expats living in in a land which is foreign to them and, seem, and does seem strange. Yeah, um, it's a bit like when I went to Singapore, I was the only person in the whole country with the unicycle. Mm. So of course, I finished my show. ...by climbing on the big unicycle and juggling fire clubs... ...whereas in Covent Garden in the 1990s... ...all the performers were trying to get away from that... ...because everybody had been doing that for, for many, many years. Right, right. But when I was in Singapore, it was the first time... ...so it didn't seem old
1: and Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, very apt parallel. Um, and of course, you know, if those clubs had been burning crosses... Um, <laughs> then there would have been a
0: racist element
1: to your act, um, but uh, fortunately not.
0: <laughs> and uh, well, um, Sean does say, also say that you know was is is this a fictitious Mark Mark Stanland? Yeah, is, is he is he being racist? And he says absolutely not. It is that Sean did say that, and I think in all we're all sort of Mark Stanlon to some degree.
1: Well, he says there's no. Sean, the writer says there's no. Uh, you know, there's no shame or no. You know, no fault in uh, someone being. You know, half Chinese roasting their own mother or yeah. roasting their country folk. Um, you know, when I arrived, as a hang- when I arrived back, I was as you've neatly. Uh, Praises uh, at the beginning. I was, uh, you know, here as a child, and then went to UK and then came back. I didn't do it very nicky, It was you, really convoluted. Okay. And confused, well, anyway, maybe in comparison can. to some of my answers this uh, this <laughs> afternoon, it, it looked neat. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, you know, there was a preponderance pre ninety seven, and I, uh, to my, you know, uh, shame, uh, w- would indulge in lampooning the way that Hong Kong people speak English. When yeah. I first started doing stand-up here in 2007. Because um, when you arrive I in a
0: foreign a country, it does sound funny. Well, but then, I, but then you think about it, and you think, well, actually, I sound just as funny to them. No, um, no, but
1: the, well, the extraordinary thing was, though, so I had a joke about a date, you know, with a girl, and yeah. the, the premise of the date was that Hong Kong girls do seem to ask the same Three questions, right? Yeah. But even that in itself, I realised at the time, is based on a grammatical error. Whereby they'll ask you, they mean to say, um, oh, you can use chopsticks. I'm mildly surprised.
0: Yeah.
1: However, because of the mistranslation or slightly wrong, you know, grammar mm. that they use, they'll say, oh, can you use chopsticks? Yes. Right. So it sounds like a straight question, which when you're using chopsticks sounds ridiculous so uh, you know so already even without the accent the premise was a little bit racist in that i was aware that it was simply a word order issue it was not chinese people being stupid or you know um uh, you know asking a direct asking a direct question about someone's ability to do something while you're watching them doing it is objectively stupid right but <laughs> yes. if you're aware that the reason why it, that that's actually not what's happening it's a grammatical error because,
0: because then, English is a second language then, so then,
1: well y- yeah, yeah then 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 it's slightly disingenuous to represent yeah. but I would then add an extra note which is that I would do it in her voice right which I having lived here for a long time um is, uh, was accurate. I hasten yeah. to add this woman like Ben Stanlon was an amalgam of, of many women yeah, that yeah. I'd been on dates with. Um, but, you know, yes, there had tended to be these same utterances cropping up. So I condensed it all into one date. And, of course, the accent, um made it funnier, but, just as explained in the article, or explored in the article, it was Chinese people laughing, it was Chinese people laughing, and, oh yes, we do sound like that. Yeah. That is an accurate yes. representation of how we sound. Yes. Um, I mean, Sean also makes the point about the uneasiness of white people in the audience who, might, who are laughing along, mm. and whether that's okay. But, um, you know, I cut that material because I felt it to be beneath me, and and you know yes, as Garen points out, not necessarily racist in that you could argue well it actually is a true representation of what's happened and that is an accurate representation of how yes. many Hong Kong girls and boys speak. Yeah. But just because it's there's not really a joke. It's joke based on a, mi- a misunderstanding that's perfectly understandable. Yeah. You know when you actually just dig a little bit and go, oh what they mean is you know sometimes this would be my joke you know shorn of uh, uh, any, uh, you know, p- potential sort of um, uh, fudging of what actually I know to be the case. Sometimes Chinese people will make a mistake with their word order whereby they'll render something <laughs> as, uh, as, as a question when they mean to render it as a statement. Yeah.
0: Hilarious! That's that would it. have killed! <laughs> that would have killed! Brilliant, mate. I can let you go. All right. It's
1: time. Okay, well, I appreciate you being so uh, fastidious. I'd like to hear more more about what you think about. We've got all three oh, three right. Minutes.
0: You've got three minutes. Okay, here's I've written what. I've what really do you mean about
1: Ben Stanton's... Uh, well,
0: okay, so um, set. Well, here's, here's something I wrote down. Um, I I have a tendency to uh, to mock the mainland Chinese. Um, it, it, it got laughs, and I'm thinking about it. Is it racist? if i write if i replaced mainland chinese with the word black people then it would definitely sound extremely racist um because of the, what because, because of the, because the nature of, of the things that you no no just describe to them just just because then, just then it becomes obvious that you're 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 referring to a particular race in a in a um you're looking down on oh. a particular race just 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 right yeah you're stereotyping an entire race right negatively yeah um but then again, mainland Chinese are sort of the, the superpower in this region. So in a way, you are kind of punching up if, if you want them, especially if you want the mainland Chinese government. So yeah. maybe that's okay. Um,
1: yeah. And um, I mean, y- y- yes, I'm listening.
0: Yeah. Um, for example, the China chi- this is quite topical right now because they've just changed the one-child policy, mm. and now they can have two children, mm. which I think might mean just even more boys. Like every time you have two boys, right. Yes, and yes. I, I think I think that policy you could mock that yeah I think you could mock that I think that is fairly ridiculous to um, no not, not the policy no I think the fact that um, that that people will um, try and get rid of their their female oh
1: yeah right yes, okay, and so ha- have male
0: kids okay, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. sexism so
1: the change in so ok so you're using racism yeah, to fight sexism, sexism. <laughs> that's fine oh, all the women <laughs> are behind you on that
0: I'm so ill for it. so <laughs> But then, and I, I remember going to Singapore, and um, my 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 wife is Singaporean, and so her mother is is um, Singaporean Chinese. I think originally from the mainland, grew up in the 1950s, and she's a very intelligent, university-educated woman. Uh, she's very fair and honest, and uh, and she's, she's she's not someone you think of as racist or sexist. But then when you talk to her, you do find out that some of her attitudes. Are what we call really old-fashioned. So he has four four kids. The first three were girls, so they obviously had to have a fourth one to eventually get a boy. Right. And the boy, when 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 my mother-in-law dies, almost all of the property and inheritance is going to the boy. Right. Almost nothing is going to the sisters, and that just seems to be such an old-fashioned, uh, outdated attitude. And I'm not quite sure where I wrote this down. But maybe that... that Just is to say they're racist too. Yeah. So well, maybe maybe you sexist said, sexist yeah sexist. So I think sometimes sometimes there are things you can make jokes about because I think that I think people know that that is an old yeah. outdated attitude.
1: Yeah. And um, and then I, I mean they do make a lot. Um, Sean does make a large uh, point of it being the accent. Yes. The, the accent that um yeah. that that you know is potentially. Yeah.
0: Well, I was thinking about my material, because I'm not very good at accents, so I luckily, I, I, <laughs> I, luckily I avoid the... the, 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 charges, of, the okay, charges. Yeah, okay. Um, so one of my jokes would be, I went to the beach, and loads of mainland tourists um, came to this Repulse Bay in Hong Kong, and they're all dressed in jackets and ties, and they all just made a beeline for my daughters, who are half white, and they're, and they're trying to take photos of them, and they're kind of creeping up, and they're not even asking, they're just like, peering over my shoulder of cameras, and... And it just seemed hilarious to me, it just seemed really funny, it just seemed this is perfect material. But then I thought about it again, I thought, well of course they're, they're not they're not the richest mainland Chinese, so I'm not really punching up if I mock them. These are these are quite poor Chinese people. and they haven't come on a beach holiday. They've come on a holiday to see Hong Kong and right. one day the coach has taken them to the beach, so of course they're wearing their jackets and right. and stuff. Yeah. And um and then Yeah, sure they're crowding around taking photos of my kids, but am I fair to mock that? Because I can remember when I first came to Asia, going to places like Bali, and going to um, some of the temples there, and I think I must have been quite infuriating with my camera, just snapping shots of the various um, Balinese, Um, Indonesians, um, praying and... And yeah. of course, it's very open for the tourists because that's how they make lots of money in Bali. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. I must have been one of the more obnoxious tourists because I was there. Oh, this is amazing. Look at yeah, this. Yeah, click, 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 click. Photographing every sure. single religious thing. So what we've done is we've um, we've managed. Well, I've, I've looked at myself and I think in a way, in a way, I, I'm, I'm no, I'm no. What right have I got to mock? Those yeah. tourists, so when I behave just as badly myself, it's not really punching up at all. In that and, sense.
1: and having now heard both uh, versions of the joke, Ben, mu- <laughs> much like my joke about um, Chinese people on dates in restaurants sometimes using erroneous grammar to express uh, statements as questions, um, your version would be uh, very understandably. Visitors to Hong Kong are retired, uh, <laughs> based upon their assumption that it's a. Holiday of a region of various different uh, locations, exactly. rather than it being specifically beach related. Exactly. Well, there we go. I think we've just improved our act yeah. and struck so, a yeah, blow so, yeah, against so, racism.
0: So yeah, I will. So thanks to uh, Sean Hebert, I will. Uh, yeah, I don't think that we that stand comedy is racist here, but I do think it may be time to start as we get more experience. It's time to raise our standards up the game. Uh, and, and try and write, write better jokes get yeah. beyond the stereotype. Absolutely. If you're going to do it, then punch up Yeah. rather than punch down. I mean, if you make fun of the Filipinos and the Indonesians, that's a bit unfair because they d- have such a low status in, yeah. in Hong Kong anyway. To make fun of them just seems to be really below the belt. Yeah,
1: sure. But, I mean, then does that mean you can't mention them in a joke? For example, yeah. joke I wrote very recently, haven't tried it on stage yet, another exclusive... Um hell yeah. D- uh, um if I could remember it. Um yeah, Hong Kong uh, hasn't quite worked out with their sort of domestic helpers the whole you scratch my back, I'll scratch your thing. Uh, we're, there, we're halfway there. You scratch my back.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so there the joke obviously blah blah blah. Alright <laughs> folks.
0: That's the time for me to bounce. I
1: don't know if Ben's got any messages oh, to oh. spill. Oh, maybe, maybe I should end
0: with some music. Let me see what i got here. Oh, it's this. Uh, oh, come on, something. Oh, here we go. I need to turn the volume
1: up. Blackface.
0: Yeah, Blackface. The Al Jolson story. And Al Jolson, apparently. Al Jolson, you're looking at Nick's cringing, right? Al Jolson performing in Blackface. Um but if you put it within its cultural context, he was actually, he actually fought for black performers to be on stage and he he hurt people he'd hear like some reform, some people not being allowed in the audience because they're black and he'd go and he'd make sure they came in. So within it it looks incredibly racist, but again it's more complicated uh, than you realise. There we are, I'll them. Take care, goodbye The sunshine well I know where <laughs> I've never actually
1: seen the jazz, so yeah. There you go. Oh, that's the Al Jolson
0: story. story. That, that, that's, um, so that's not Al Jolson. That's not yeah. Al Jolson. Yes, I'm it is true.